Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight June Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nicky Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's another chart that's been selected for us by the uh, random pop blob who uh, tells us what to do, and uh, let's, without further ado, let's go over to it and find out what we're going to be looking at today. Random blob, use your gob, tell us how to do our job. And the chart it has selected is... Wow, there we go. 4th of May, 1978. Randomly selected. It definitely didn't choose the chart from 2000 and then reject it because it didn't <laughs> like the look of it. We should change this the rules, you know, because any chart from the noughties <laughs> is awful. Well, I've got a, I've got a rule where we the random selector only goes from 1970 up to 2000. But even anything from like 97 onwards is fucking Yeah, it's like a little iffy. bit ropey, isn't it? But hey, we 78, we've had a 78 chart before, and I think we had to do a double episode because although this is yeah. well before I kind of have any distinct memories of watching Top of the Pops yeah. or listening to the charts on the radio, you just if, if you if you've ever engaged in pop music on any level at any time, <laughs> the music of 1978 seems to have it all. Well, yeah, as we'll find out, I mean, we'll do the chart rundown first of all, like we do. Yeah. This, there is some fucking staggering songs yeah. in this single chart from May 1978. But um, let's get stuck into it with the top 40 countdown. New entry at number 40 is Foreigner. I'm not sure about this influx of foreigners into our charts, but anyway, they're there <laughs> with Feels Like the First Time. At number 39, down 15 places, it's the strangely disturbing nerd Elvis Costello and his attractions with I don't want to go to Chelsea. I know what you mean, Elvis. I went there once, full of deviants and communists. I expect we'll see Mr Costello in a prison not too far from from henceforth because he's clearly some kind of sex criminal. (laughs) Probably a communist himself. (laughs) <laughs> in at 38 Tavares with more than a woman at number 37 a pop star who speaks like a barman that's right Ian Jury with what a waste <laughs> shuffling into the charts at number 37 there in at 36 it's KC and the Sunshine Band and they're wearing boogie shoes I had a pair of those once hurt like hell 
You in at 35. Blondie with I'm always touched by your presence, dear. Down to number 34. It's Blondie again with Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, my tailor's called Dennis. I wonder if it's about him. I bought my boogie shoes from a fella called Dennis. <laughs> Talking of boogie shoes, one thing you might do with them is walk in love by the Manhattan Transfer, which is at number 33. Uh, in at number 32, it's Grain Parker and the rumour with, Hey, Lord, don't ask me questions. That's not how you do it, Mr Parker. You ask the questions to the Lord. And if you're lucky, he'll answer. <laughs> 31, a new entry for Rolls Royce with It Makes You Feel Like Dancing. Must be talking about one of those uh, new party drugs that are big on the gay scene in New York, I'm told. They make you feel like dancing and more besides. In your boogie shoes. <laughs> <laughs> with a fella called Dennis. <laughs> Uh, and at number 30 it's the group they're all calling the new Beatles that's right it's Darts they're in there with the boy from New York City uh, shared a great afternoon fishing with uh, Den Hegarty from Darts recently really interesting oh, guy actually you should get fantastic. to know fantastic very multifaceted I find yeah more than just a singer uh, to, hey watch his career skyrocket he'll soon outgrow Darts I tell you that for nothing <laughs> Uh, 29, no movement for Donna Summer with Back in Love again. Up to a 28, Ruby Winters, come to me. Any relation of Bernie, do you know? I know it's a very successful sure. family. I probably wouldn't be coming to her if she looks like Bernie, though. That's all I'm saying. New in at 27, a bad wit called The Stranglers. Don't oh sound goodness. like my cup of tea at all, called Nice and Sleazy. No, thank you. I think uh, I think they might be those uh, punks we've been hearing about so much. The punk rockers. Yeah, we won't be having them on the show. 26, we've got a new entry from what looked like more punk rockers. They're called X-Ray Specs, but they've spelled Specs with an X at the end. And it's called The Day the World Turned, the world turned Day Glow. I think they're probably... Can, can we ban that? Do we have the power to ban a song? I, I think any uh, bad name that is not grammatically correct shouldn't be allowed in the British chart. Yeah. Leave that to the yeah. Spanish, I say. So I'll, I'll, I'll revise that. At number 26 this week, there's just a blank space in the chart. At 25, theme from the Hong Kong beat from Richard Denton and Martin Cook. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to require some further exploration, I think. Uh, in at number 24, John Paul Young, and he's singing about love is in the air. At 23, it's Patty Smith Group with Because the Night. You should never start a sentence with the word because, Patty. You should know that. I'm afraid you're bad. Or the word and. Yeah. It's or a rule. but. Always follow the rules. Uh, up three at 22, Rafaela Cara and Do It, Do It Again. <laughs> Blimey, Good slow advice. down, Rafaela. You pull a muscle. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe take ten minutes to have a fag in between before you do it again. <laughs> Cup of tea and check check the racing results, then back yeah. to it. Twenty one down from number seventeen. It's Richard Myhill with "It Takes Two to Tango." You're not wrong. Sometimes three in certain countries, such as the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> down six places at number twenty. Doctor Hook. Uh, fun fact about Doctor Hook. 
The singer uh, is neither a doctor nor does he have a hook. But uh, it's a great name for a band. Uh, and he does have one eye. He does, yeah. Uh, down six at number 20, Dr. Hook with More Like the Movies. At number 19, up from 23, it's Squeeze with Take Me, I'm Yours. More of those punks there by the looks of things. I don't think they'll get very far in their career. Uh, back on the dole queue before long for them. Still at number 18, it's Dan Hill with Sometimes When We Touch. Oh. Uh, number 17, it's Jerry Rafferty with Baker Street. Now, that guy knows how to blow a horn. Oh, yeah. What a tune. Uh, up six at number 16, Radio with Jack and Jill. At number 15, there's no movement for the scruff bags that are the Boomtown Rats with She's So Modern. Down two places at number 14, Chick with Everybody Dance. <laughs> at number 13, up three places, it's Coco with Bad Old Days. Down one at 12, it's Sheila and B Devotion with Singing in the Rain. At number 11, it's Genesis with Follow You, Follow Me. Still at number 10, it's the Michael Zager band with Let's All Chant. Tell you what, Michael Zager, let's not all chant. Let's just do what we want to do. We're not going to be told what to do by a, a fruitcake like you. I don't like the idea of chanting either. It's, uh, it has certain connotations to do with religious no. zealotry. I myself am an Anglican, as you know, and uh, we like to keep things pretty simple. I'm a, I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> I know Less that, said mate. about that, the better. Let's not, let's not let those things get between us, though, between our friendship. Um, uh, at number nine... Uh, down one place for Paul McCartney's wings with with a little luck, but it sounds like you're down on your luck, Paul. <laughs> down four places at number eight, it's Susie Quattro with If You Can't Give Me Love. I'm sure she'll be able to find someone else who can. Oh, and yeah, may I, I'm pretty sure. May I publicly throw my hat in the ring, Susie, for that role. I love a woman in denim and leather. Denim and leather, why not? She's quite a small girl as well. I find I really enjoy pumping away at the smaller girl. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Carry on. Number seven. <laughs> oh, you love your pumping, don't you, mate? Uh, at number seven, I Wonder Why by Shawadi Wadi. Up seven. At number six, it's D.D. Jackson with Automatic Lover. I think we all know what she's singing about there, don't we? <clears throat> One of those sex machines. Yeah, I mean, I often imagine a future where there is a uh, a fully limbed automatic lover, uh, perhaps <laughs> powered by a you know a, a tuppence a tuppenny piece like you might with a uh, <laughs> one of those vibrating beds you get in certain American hotels. <laughs> Pop your two PPs in, and the automatic loving uh. begins. <laughs> Number five, up one place. It's Andrew Gold. Never let her slip away. Up one place at number four, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Too much, too little, too late. <laughs> Just what I said to the BBC bosses when they invited me in for my contract renegotiation last week. <laughs> but you're still here, though. <laughs> Thank God they ignored me. I was very... I heard I, you just I, took I, whatever I, they offered. I'd had a heavy lunch. I got a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> I thought that I was nailed on for a new role at uh, Capital FM, the London commercial station, but uh, unfortunately I'd uh, got a little bit previous and there was never an offer on the table. 
Number three, down one place, it's Brian and Michael. Sound like a nice couple of lads with matchstick men and matchstick cats and dogs. <laughs> Up 19 huge places at number two this week, it's Bodie M with Rivers of Babylon and Brown Girl in the Ring. Great bunch, Bodie M's. We've had them on the show. Fun fact, yeah. uh, some of the uh, members of the uh, Rastafarian community who I've uh, reached out to and got to know quite well in recent years, refer to uh, our Bobbies on the Beat as Babylon. It's just a little bit of fun they have. Uh, Perhaps what's the song about? I don't know. I remember when they came in the studio and I tried to give one of the girls uh, one of my special cuddles. I think it was, I think she's called Rita. Um, Sadly, she pushed me away. But uh, (laughs) I'll try again next time. She must be one of those modern women. They are, after all, Germans. Probably doesn't save her armpits. Sometimes it no. takes a few goes before you crack it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I said to her, come on, baby, it's the 70s. We're not living in Victorian times anymore. Give us a cuddle. <laughs> they walked in and I said, right, which one's the smallest? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pump the petite. I'm a petite pumper. Uh, number one, uh, yet again, just like last week, it's the BGs with something called Night Fever. Oh, good job. There's a casualty department open around the clock to go in and deal with that. And that's your chart. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, where do you start with a chart like where this? The Actually, there's, there's a lot of songs is... I'm familiar with, and then there's some fucking weird ones. What was that one that it stopped me in my tracks? 25. Was it theme from, theme the, Hong from the Hong Kong Beat? Richard Denson yeah. and Martin Kirk. It all sounds made up. I think that was a documentary series about Hong Kong detectives, and I think that's Ooh. what it was. Um, that does sound quite good, actually. I'll, do a, I'll have a little look. Hong Kong Beat BBC TV series. Uh, yeah. 1978. Um, the last Interesting of nine documentaries. Nine documentary programs, a nine-part series about the world's most controversial police force. Wow! Uh, back in 1967, a wave of start again. Back in 1967, a wave of revolutionary hysteria hit Hong Kong. Riots and demonstrations threatened a total breakdown of law and order in the colony. Uh, the troubles were contained by a well-disciplined police force that rose to the occasion in exemplary manner. It was undoubtedly the Royal Hong Kong Police Force's finest hour. Oh, God. Fucking hell. Ten years later, the same force is publicly discredited with revelations of gross corruption within its ranks. Reports almost daily of allegations against the police have reduced them to the point of mutiny. The summer of 77 is an uneasy time on the beat in Hong Kong. That's a nine-part documentary series. That sounds fucking great. Yeah, it does sound good. Netflix if anyone can find that, that it's you, Andy. What? Um, it's funny, though, isn't it, that you, I can't remember other examples of it, but they've they've just created some sort of theme tune for it, right? It's and it's enough people have gone, you know what, I really like that theme tune. And these two lads, Richard Denton and Martin Cook, who thought it was just another TV theme tune commission like all the others beforehand. Yeah. Suddenly, word of mouth is when people want it released as an actual pop single. Next thing you know, the cunts are in In the the top 30. Yeah. Jalapeño. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Do you want to hear a bit of it? I'd love to. Oh, it's Pink Floyd. <coughs> they just ripped off Pink Floyd. I, like, I quite like it. Yeah, I expect it to be a bit left. more upbeat than this, but fine. Wow. So there we go. I've got a feeling from my distant memories of watching Top of the Pops repeats on BBC4 that they actually did that on Top of the Pops and just played their Fuck instruments as an instrumental. Um, Top of the Pops 1978, I've got to say is much fucking superior to Top of the Pops 1991 that they're showing at the minute. Jesus Christ. They're showing 91, are they? I, 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 91, 91 was not a great year for the pop charts from my memory. Nah, nah. I mean, everything's watchable. It's like you look at this chart and everything, in it? Yeah, the it's the mix of, of genres that's so stuff. good. Yeah. you got you got your legacy acts are still around, right? you got, like, you know, whatever, Wings... Fucking Barry Manilow's a bit further down on Elton John, although that was outside top 40. Uh, the, you know, like Elvis. Cassette. But then you got, like, punk and disco. And then you got uh, Blondie with two singles in there. Blondie must have been the biggest band around at this time, although both their singles well, are they, in. They were, just, they were just on the cusp of it because Dennis was their first chart hit. Was it? Major chart hit, yeah. Um... um and they're was, sort of yeah, the perfect. I always think they're like the perfect bridge between disco and punk in a way. Punk sensibilities, yeah. but a sort of a yeah. bit of a discoy pop sound. Because Denis, uh, his proper title, Denis, so Dennis. I know it's not Dennis Pedence before you're writing. Uh, it was was quite punky, wasn't it? And then I'm always touched by your presence, Dee, the other one again. That, that early stuff was quite punky, and but but really really poppy as well. Really yeah. good melodically, and Debbie Harry. Fuck me! It was yeah. it was it was Debbie Harry seeing Debbie Harry at the age of it would have been five and a half here. Yeah. When I realised that I was a cast iron heterosexual. Yeah. And that there was never going to be any other temptations. Let's say. So there's an argument. You know that, that thing that... where some some gay people say like I knew I was gay from the age of like five. I knew. Yeah. Almost as as one of my earliest memories was just knowing. The same with me, Debbie Harry. Yeah. <laughs> And you realise you must be heterosexual, but you could have been bisexual. You just might not have seen a male equivalent of Debbie Harry yet. What would a male equivalent of Debbie Harry be, though? 
Oh, I mean, easy. Is that, is that possible? What about Scott Bio, who played Charchi in Happy Days? Nah, not really. What about the guy who plays Ponch in Chips? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's closer. <laughs> Eric Estrada, yeah. Yeah, Eric Estrada. I think that um, Blondie, I often think Blondie are like the most popular band of all time because you know you still find people who will go, huh, I don't really like the Beatles, right, because they're working mm. overtime to be interesting, right? Yeah. So they, like I always say, it's like the sort of people who have Red Leicester as their house cheese. Just you're just <laughs> yeah. trying to be you're trying to be controversial in a really lame, unimaginative way. Yeah. But Blondie, everyone likes Blondie, don't they? Everyone of likes they do. Blondie. They have to. You can't you can't not. Yeah. And and I mean, look with at her at the front and at the there. band themselves being quite cool in their suits, you think this it's the perfect pop band. It's never been bettered in a way. I'm looking at Blondie's run. Over three years from 1978. Listen to this. Denny, number two. Always touched by your presence, day and number 10. Picture this, number 12. Hanging on the telephone, five. Heart of Glass, one. Sunday Girl, one. Dreaming, number two. Union City Blue, 13. Mm-hmm. Atomic, number one. Call ah. Me, number one. The Tide is High, number one. Rapture, number five. That's just a run of majesty so where does that take Fucking you through to hell. what's that 78 through to that's 78 to 81 three years yeah I remember uh, really well what was this the last number one the um, the last the tide is high was the last the number tide one. is high I remember that that was so I would have been about six I remember all these songs I remember my brothers listening to even even Denis Denis I remember my brother having that so I'm, that must be a very early memory because that was like I would have only been three. But The Tide is High, I remember extremely vividly. Uh, everyone loving that. I remember my mum buying that, even. Um, what happened, though, mate, after 81? I mean, I know that they still tour now. And then I know she yeah. went off and did some solo stuff, <clears throat> French Kissing in the USA, for example. The, right? But what happened did, to them in the, in the interim? Why did it sort of stop around 81? They did another album... Um, after that and the first single from that was Island of Lost Souls do you remember that one I only got the number 11 that was about a year later but what happened was um, there was a brass section who came into play I think on that album and they were all um, drug addicts and they introduced the rest of the group the heroin and it all went wrong quite quickly after that and then Chris Stein the guitarist got seriously ill and he was ill for fucking years and years but yeah, they they came back with Maria in '99, which got a number yeah. one. So that was their last number one single. That Get gets this number right? One. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you remember that's fairly recent, wasn't it? Yeah. We are yeah. now today. We are further away from Maria by Blondie than Maria by Blondie was to Denis by Blondie. Fucking hell! Uh, get your head around that if you can. Oh man, shit like that really does my head in. I'll put the theme from Hong Kong beat back on while we fucking get our heads around that. <laughs> while we try to get, get our nuts around out. it. <laughs> this this chart has like we've done we've said this before on certain other charts. This chart has like a sort of a handful of the greatest singles of any year. Yeah. I mean more than incredible. a woman by Tavares. I'm sure that was in a previous chart that we did actually, in another seventy eight one. So but that is I mean that is 
one of the greatest singles of all time. I don't want to go to Chelsea, I would say, is possibly one of the great pop singles. Yeah, what maybe. a waste yeah. by Ian Jury. You've got three there just together that are just incredible songs. Then, then, then obviously, at number one, you've got Night Fever, which is pretty hard to better as a song. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the others in there? They've got Everybody Dance by Chic. I mean, fuck yeah. me. A breathtaking, astonishing mm-hmm. song. Baker Street uh, by Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. A radio Which, standard to this day, that. I mean, that's it, what it is. All of these are real radio standards to this day, aren't they? Switch yeah. on the radio I mean, anywhere in the world today and you would probably listen, you'd hear two or three of these songs. Baker Street, of course, um, with saxophone played by Bob Holness, which is Bollocks. the the urban myth which was started by Stuart McCorney in the in the thrills page of the NME and he, he put that as an uh, unknown pop fact that Bob Holness played the, uh, the sax in Baker Street and it, it just took off and it went into into the uh, into the, the common vernacular a superb but, uh, lie what's, what's less well known is that my brother drunkenly rewrote the first couple of lines to Baker Street one oh, yeah. night in about 1999 I think it was uh, and he, it's now. I'm fucking going to Baker Street. I'm fucking going to fuck the Queen. And that's as far as he got. <laughs> so from then on, that's been they're, they're the opening lines to Baker Street, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that is much be better. That, that really enlivens the song, gives it a new dimension. <laughs> the Queen doesn't even fucking live in Baker Street, mate. Yeah, she lives in the he, palace. He, You're not going to find her. Yeah, but to be honest, you could get the train into Baker Street, and, and it's change. still quite a, still quite a walk. You'd have to change, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there, yeah, so Baker Street, um, great song. Uh, what else have we because got? Because the Love night by the... Patty Smith group. That's a good song, isn't it? Uh, yeah, mm, I never liked Patty, Patty Smith. Smith. I never got into Patty Smith. I never saw. I never got what the big deal was. I don't know. I I, I just don't get it. It's one of them. Blind spots I've got. Everyone says everyone says Patty Smith's brilliant, but I, and because the night really compared to our other stuff's quite a conventional kind of rock anthem sort of thing, isn't it? Is it a Springsteen yeah, it, song that one? Springsteen wrote it, didn't he? I, I think so. That yeah. came into my head as well. I'm not certain, but if you're saying it too, I was about to say it and uh, then I bottled out. And Bob Aldous, Bob Aldous wrote, it, didn't he? Yeah, no, it does sound Something like, like that. it's it sounds like a Bruce Springsteen track, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's so, a, yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds like his sort of lyrics as well. I'd rather hear your brother's version if we could ask him to do a rewrite. I'll give him a shout, see if it can yeah. knock something up for us for next week, yeah. Because this um, is definitely going to be more than one... Well, I might not be more than one episode, we're just skimming over quite a lot of the songs in this here. Um, yeah, a lot of this, which is kind of saying, this is a great song, this is a great song, this is a great song. Never read, let us slip away. Have you read um, Dave Hepworth's book about 1971? Not yet, no. I've been I've been reading it. It's good. I mean, good. it gets a little bit. I mean, it's it's really good. He's a good writer, and I mean, it's a bit for me. It's a little bit. It gets like there are certain bits where it gets into too much detail. Plus, I found him not effusive enough about Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," which angered me. Oh uh, right, okay. But just brush it off, sort of thing. No, he does a whole chapter about it, but he kind of calls into question its position. He doesn't say it's shit. But he calls mm. into question slightly its position as this sort of worshipped 
like record and calls into question Marvin Gaye and how much yeah. he sort of played a part in it or how much he lived by the principles he espouses. I mean, I ain't give a fuck about <laughs> any of that anyway. What do I care? Yeah, exactly. Marvin yeah. goes, hey, I'm not something out about the environment and, uh, you know, war and all that stuff. But to be honest, <laughs> I'm all about just banging birds and, like, doing loads of coke. <laughs> I, spent, I spent a lot of the royalties on really fast cars. Uh, exactly, but, uh, yeah. And, and love, missiles. I bought I love, a load of missiles. <laughs> I bought some missiles. I got a load of like posies. I've been pumping. Like, I've been pumping more than ever, which is no, no, not an easy fucking job when you factor in the amount of fucking Charlie I've been shoveling up me outer as well. But it's all. It's the irony is it's all been pay, being paid for by this song that's all about fucking well, trees and whatnot, and Vietnam. I mean, I've been criticised for it, but you know, the next album is going to be a bit more reflective of where I am as a human being. Uh, it's going to be called "Let's Get It On." And it, I'll be honest, it's all about pumping from start to yeah. finish. The work, so, funny, interesting <laughs> pop fact. The working title was Let's Pump, right? But the record label <laughs> insisted on changing it last minute. Barry Gordy said, Marvin, I get where you're going, but let's get it on. Is a little bit more cryptic. Let's pump. Feels a little bit too on the nose. I said, Barry, <laughs> you're the boss. Call it what you fucking want. As long as I get paid, couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but do you know the story about Marvin Gaye's uh, album after his divorce? No. From 1978. He got divorced from his Hear wife, my Anna, dear. who was... Is it called Hear My Dear? Hear My Dear. Yeah. He, he was married to Barry Gordy's sister, yeah. Anna, and they got divorced. And the divorce... They must have got divorced in a, a Hollywood divorce court or something because the divorce judge said... Uh, I decree that the royalties from Marvin's next album shall all go to his former wife. Bang! Send him <laughs> down. Showbiz court, what's this? <laughs> so he did. So it, it, so he made the most fucking bitter um, uh. album he could come up with, and it's called Here, My Dear. <laughs> Here. There you, you go. Have it. it. Have it. <laughs> Why well, did he make it, it a good album? A, you, if you didn't want to give much album. money away, you'd do, do a shit album on purpose so it wouldn't sell. Yeah, but it wasn't like very critically acclaimed at the time. I don't think it sold very many. It probably has done over the years. Nice steady income for her, but it's a great album. Yeah. So uh, Marvin Gaye there. Yeah. Uh, not, not long left to live at this point. Only another six years left to live. But he didn't know that, did he? Shot by his old man. One of the funniest bits Marvin, in Brass Eye. He's not even in this, not even when in they this did, fucking When shot. they did that scam about cake on Brass Eye, yeah. like, one of the funniest bits in it is when Vanessa Feltz, who yeah. is a show business friend of mine and I'm big fan, so I'm not getting stuck into her, but it's when she starts going, I'm Marvin Gaye, shot by my own father. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Um, what else is going on in this chart? Costello and the attractions. Let's, let's leave it there because I think yeah. there's enough left in this to get another episode out of it. Yeah. Um, well, I might do a bit of research into some of the stuff, especially Brian and Michael, Matchstock Men and Matchstock Cats and Dogs. Oh, yeah, that's well worth a look. There's something a to have a look at there. Yeah. So, cool. uh, there we go. We'll be back with the next one of these probably in a couple of weeks' time. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Ta-ra. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>